It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. As many of you know, this past month, uh, both of my younger adult daughters were out of the country. One was in Guatemala and one was in Europe. And it's interesting because while they were gone each day, I found myself Googling facts and figures about these places, about the layout of the streets and what the culture was like and uh, even crime rates and things like this. And uh, you know, you may wonder why this sudden interest in these places Well, that's simple. My treasure was there. And where my treasure was, there my heart followed. That's what Jesus meant in Luke chapter 12 when he said this in verse 34. He said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, if you go back in this chapter and you come to around verse 13, you find that Jesus was approached by this man. It says, one of the company said to him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. So he's approached by this guy who's having some struggle with his brother who's not wanting to fairly divide their inheritance. And Jesus said to him, man, who made me a judge or a divider? Who made me this over you? And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room to bestow all my fruits. And he said, This is what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns, and I'll build greater. And there I will bestow all my fruits and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have much goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose shall those things be which you have provided? So is he that lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And in verse 31, you skip forward a little bit. He says, but rather seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So John Piper said this, he said, the movement of our money signifies the movement of our heart. Now I'd expand that out a little bit and say the movement of our treasures, because treasures can go beyond money. I think money is one of the great measures and centrality of our treasure, but I don't think our treasure is limited to our money. You see, money, treasure can be a great help in our life, but it can also be a great hazard in our life as well. We tend to see the help side of it and we see the desire for more. And, you know, if our treasures are secure, then we're good and everything is safe. Well, that's true. Money, treasure is a great help, but it also can be a great hazard. Just in this passage alone, you see a lot of the hazards of money. First of all, you see this family conflict because these brothers are fighting over an inheritance. Now, I don't know what their relationship was prior to that inheritance. Maybe there was already some issues, but maybe not. I have seen two of the greatest conflicts ever in family life is two of the times of the most significant emotional movement, um, weddings and funerals, but particularly funerals. Um, Funerals, the loss of a loved one within a family creates tensions and anxieties often that you just didn't even know were there. 
So one of the hazard of treasure we see here is family fights. I think another one, it's a big one. It's possession obsession. Man, here's this guy and he's got his barns and he's doing well and life is good. And what does he decide? Man, I've got so much equity in my house. I might as well build an addition onto my house. You know, I need more room for my stuff. I need this. I need that. And he became so obsessed with building that he lost sight of the Lord and he became, you know, thinking that, hey, I'm going to live forever. And God said, but this night your soul is going to be required of you. And his possession obsession actually left him in a much worse place with God than he would have been if he hadn't had so much. Hazards of money, hazards of treasures, family fights, possession obsession, stealing our heart from God. As I said um, in verse number 21, where Jesus said, so is he that lays up treasure for himself um, and is not rich toward God. And being rich toward God is so, so important. So stealing our heart from God, family fights, possession, obsession. How about mental health issues? Jesus took in verses 22 through 32, and he went in this whole discussion about worry and anxiety and, you know, fear over this. And, and he said, fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So wealth, money, treasure, things that we think if we just have that. The poor person says, if I just had more money, life would be so much better. The woman with the barren, barrenness who can't have children, if I could just have children, life would be so much better. Um, I have, you know, friends and family who have so much struggle um, with their adult children or children because of having children. It's not necessarily the end all cure all. So I think it's the idea if I just had something more than what I don't have, that life could be so much better. And Jesus completely counters that here. And he says, no, he says, it's when we're rich toward God, when our treasure's in the right place, then our heart will serve us well, and our heart will also be in the right place. So money can be a hazard, family fights, possession, obsessions, dealing our hurt from God, um, emotional issues, but it can be a great help as well. Man, money can give us the ability to do good for the kingdom, to do good for the gospel. What was Jesus's answer in verse 32? He says, fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And then he says in verse 33, sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in heaven that doesn't fail, where no thief approaches, neither does corruption, neither does moth corrupt. And then he said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So primarily our treasure God gives us as followers of Christ is ultimately seen for the purpose of benefiting the kingdom. You see, our problem is we feel like if we invest our treasure, our time, our talents, our treasure, if we invest that in the kingdom, then we're shorting ourselves of the pleasures of life. We're sacrificing that for this. You see, what we're saying is our treasure is going to follow our heart. But that's not what God says. God just turns it completely around. He says, your heart is going to follow your treasure. Put your treasure in the right place and your heart is going to serve you well. The joy that you seek and the outcome you want is there. But what you're doing is you're putting the cart in front of the horse and you end up going nowhere in life as far as pleasure. Piper said, the movement of our money 
signifies the movement of our heart. This applies, as I said, to our time, to our talents, to our treasure. So principle is this, if we invest by principle, then our emotions will follow. In other words, where do I decide to lay up my treasure? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 6, don't lay up your treasure where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but he said, lay up your treasure in heaven. So where, I, where do I invest my time? Where do I invest my treasure? Um, you know, where do I invest my family and how I lead them? I think when we're willing to say, I'm gonna be led by the principle of God's word, God's priority, Matthew 6, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added to you. I think when by faith, we're willing to put our treasure in the place where God shows us in his word, it ought to be, then what we get, the fruit of that is our heart follows it. And we have that satisfaction in those investments. But so often, man, we're wired to turn that around and uh, you know, chase our heart and think that our treasure is gonna follow there. And it does, and it doesn't end up where we want it to be. So we invest by principle and our emotion will follow. Um, you know, my observation is people that spend their life um, being led by feeling first, spend their life constantly going in circles. Feeling first never gets you anywhere. It just kind of keeps you empty and you keep going in circle and circle and circle. Feeling first is the worst priority um, principle ever to live by. You see, we make principle the priority and our heart follows. Our heart ends up in the right place. You often hear people and they say, uh, follow your heart. Um, God's word never says follow your heart. God's word says um, follow principle and your heart will reward you for that principle. Follow your heart. And uh, I've seen many of people, uh, you know, lives be following their heart right off of a cliff. God doesn't say follow your heart. God says follow principle and your heart will reward you by being in the right place. You see, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So you lead with your treasure. You lead with the proper investment of your time, the proper investment of your talents, the proper investment of your treasure. And when you lead in principle, then your heart rewards you by being in the right place where you find the satisfaction, the joy, the intention, the design, and the purpose um, for which God made you in the first place. So the word for today is this. If you want your heart in the right place, lead with your treasure being in the right place. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.